Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. It's a great time to be on the coast, and we love talking about it. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Jonathan Allen as we talked about this iconic restaurant, the Blowfly Inn. And I wish him all the luck in the world. I, I don't think they need much luck because he's thought about everything. And uh, the opening has gone terrific. So, uh, you might want to put Blowfly in on your list. That's a, that would be a nice little destination to go to. Um, hey, listen, I, I came across this quote from Bill Murray I wanted to share with you real quick. I thought it was perfect. He said this, I'm, sus- I'm suspicious of people who don't like dogs, but I trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. That, that's, that's a pretty good one. Now let's move over to my friend Julian Rankin who's the executive director for the Walter Anderson Museum of Art and a great friend of Coast View. How you doing, Julian? It's good to see you. Listen, I had a great visit in the past week uh, with Robert St. John. Uh, he's, you know, he and I are just, we go back a long way. We're really good friends. And man, this just is, here's, here's our world traveling friend that takes the time to do like, for example, uh, co-produced the, the documentary on Walter Anderson and the book. Uh, but anyway, just just a great conversation. And I said to him something I've said to you before. You know, now that this documentary has been done on Walter Anderson's life, and we know that it's now running on a large percentage of public TV stations across the U.S., that has to have created a bit of a buzz, has it? It really has. And, it, you know, it's hard to separate all the things that have happened around here, you know, but there's been a lot of momentum in the, the documentary and the book that they both that accompanied it that he and, and Anthony Thaxton um, put out has definitely made a huge difference. I know for Realizations, the Walter Anderson family retail shop, you know, they've been they're probably still backlogged from people ordering, you know, prints and also from the HGTV show, you know, that's happened. But we've seen, you know, attendance and um and in visitation to our website from all over the country and store purchases. It's really interesting. You'll see, you know, Washington state or, or, you know, Wyoming's buying Anderson product today. And you know that the PBS station up there is airing the documentary. So it's cool. It's very neat. As I, as I said to you before, I think it's the George Orr effect that here's this guy that is so unique in the way that he is. And you and I've talked about this Renaissance man who is Walter Anderson but, um, you know, once the New York community started taking note of George Orr and things, you know, it changed the course of history. And this is going to be the same kind of thing. I mean, people, this this documentary will air from now on. And it's such a well-done documentary that connects him to just being more than just an artist. But when you look at his unique style of art and how it's, it expresses in so many ways this community that he loved here in coastal Mississippi, um, it's pretty awesome to be a part of something like that, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, it's funny, while you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, we, we obviously know Anderson is indispensable and synonymous with the Gulf Coast, but, you know, we, we talk about the secret coast. You know, we have this the best kept, kept secret, and we all, of course, love when tourists come here, but we, we like it being, being a little secret. And Walter Anderson was like that, too. He didn't 
you know, go to New York when he could have, even though he had exhibitions up there in the 40s. He went to China to, to see more, you know, fantastic landscapes. But, you know, that that idea that people always are looking for something to discover. And Walter Anderson was doing that, too. He was he was searching. He was going out beyond, you know, the, the known confines, uh, you know, of, of the Gulf Coast for him and going out to Horn Island and the Chandelier Islands and living with the pelicans and all that. But in some ways, it really is the same thing as, as people start to discover, you know, this this little interesting story down in Mississippi, they'll see how big it is. And that's really what we want people to do for the whole region is to understand what we have down here. But we also like it being a little secret and hard, hard to know about. I get it. I get it. I mean, every time I come to Ocean Springs, I see something new. I mean, Ocean Springs is thriving. The, the, the amount of homes that have been purchased and renovated and upgraded and I mean, it's just, I mean, it, literally, Ocean Springs is going through a renaissance, isn't it? It's crazy how fast it's growing. And, you know, it, it obviously isn't the only place on the coast. And I've had a, the opportunity recently to be a part of the um, Gulf Coast Business Council's Master's Leadership Program and, and things like that, where you get to see this one coast idea in action. Um, you get to work with people across sector. You know, you, you really see all the development that's happened, all the success stories, but also all the you know, possibility for for more if we can work together and have this regional alignment that we talk about. And that's not to say we don't already do a lot of that, but I've been really intrigued and um, fortified by the energy I've seen from all these different people that I was you know, fortunate to be in this class with, but also all the other businesses and industries around the coast. You know, we know what we need to do. We need to work together. That's the resilient uh, character of this place. And I think Ocean Springs, you know, happen in you know, it's not like it's a competition. Every time something happens in coastal Mississippi, there's ripple effects. There's people who live in other counties that work in, you know, in the county next door. There's there's a lot that we don't think about all the time. We, we all have, have jobs and lives, but we really are moving in a wonderful direction together. And, you know, that's true across the board. We all have different stories, but that's that's all happening. Well, Julia, I could I saw your name on the master's list and I thought that was um, um an obvious selection for you to be part of it. In a lot of ways, what you're seeing through that master's program and sort of the realization of the region and how these small communities, each with their own special sense of place, come together to create this region. In a lot of ways, you could you could have taught the class on how these communities connect. And then, if anything, what you're finding is that this commitment that you already had, for example, to send people to Bay St. Louis and, and Bay St. Louis being committed to sending people to Ocean Springs and how all these communities connect you know, in between – that, that you're living that. But to see it on a broader scale, like through the master's program, to talk to other people who are who bring in their own contribution, to really see how much we're getting that this is a complex place, as Ashley Edwards and I talked about a few days ago. It's a complex place when you think about the number of political subdivisions, three county seats, all these municipalities. It's often hard to get on the same page. Uh, so the thing, the diversity of this place uh, that that thing that makes us so special is also the thing that makes it more complicated in terms of coming together as a region. And um, it's, it's programs like the master's program and the contributions that people like you make to that that help bring clarity to it. And as I've said to many people before, your ability to describe how landscapes and art connect to improve communities and the way these communities connect together. The way you describe that, Julian, is among the best. So, you know, once again, it's what you, you're able to get, give as much to a program like that as you're able to get. I know that you see it the opposite way, but I bet your fellow classmates would see it the way that I just expressed it. 
Well, I mean, it's true that, you know, the it always is a double-edged sword. Your greatest asset is also your greatest liability. It's just part of living. But I think when you think about partnerships, like we are now doing a project in Hancock County that takes the public art enterprise that we did in Pascagoula, creating public steel sculptures for downtowns. That's happening in Waveland and with Hancock County career tech students. So we're, we're building that partnership. And it's all about new introductions and hard work to get the, the message across. But once you have that alignment, it's the muscle memory that makes it easier the next time. And I think that's really where, where we, it all comes down to alignment. So we're all doing the same thing we were going to do, but we're going in the same direction. Well, I love to see that in, in, much the, in much the same way as I talk about the chambers of coastal Mississippi not being your father's chamber, even though they do very much still do. The, the traditional chamber works focused on business and small business, et cetera. But they're deeply engaged in community building, community community building on a on a big stage. You think about the work that you're doing outside of your domain to 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 help bring more flavor, more dimensions to the communities you're working with. You talked about downtown Pascagoula. I think about Paige Roberts and the work that, that you guys have done together. I love the fact that you, you've reached out over to uh, over to uh, uh, Waveland, a, a, a town that was so um, – I mean, probably no other community was, was changed – as radically as Waveland was by Hurricane Katrina, but as we as we learned after the storm, we came to understand very quickly when the people of Waveland spoke that buildings don't make a community; the people do. And once you come to understand that, then uh, then being part of helping them establish their community and and the, to the extent that it's going to be different and new and more in some ways more vivacious, et cetera. Um, that's what more, the quicker you get there, the, the quicker you can partner with someone like that to help their community come back. And it's exciting to see, you know, at, if, if you want to really define resiliency, go to Waveland. That's for sure, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people outside of this region and state don't realize that that's ground zero for Hurricane Katrina. Everyone, of course, thinks about New Orleans. There's the whole landmass paradigm and conversation that emerged around that. But it goes back to what we were saying is there's this secret uh, perhaps secret story where we as coast people, people in Waveland, they have to to tell that story. And the story is very large. You know, maybe the museum may be a relatively small place. Waveland may be relatively small in the grand scheme of the universe. But when people speak up, our story is very large and big and important. And that's what we think we can do is help facilitate those collaborations across sector, across the coast um, and let people know about it. Yeah, it's cool to see those kind of collaborations. I can't help but think, and uh, you know, I've, we've uh, obviously talked about this before, but when you think about an event like cruising that is unique in America, actually, because a lot of cruising events, they go to a place and they sit still in that place and show off their cars. In the case of cruising, they have all these events that, that really showcase what makes coastal Mississippi what it is. And that that is when, when uh, in an event like cruising, that's when you see the true synergy of what coastal Mississippi has to offer in terms of these collection of communities. It's, it's so cool. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Julian Rankin and find out what the latest is at the Walter Anderson Museum of Art. We'll see you after this. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, one of the reasons this show continues to grow on social media or across podcast platforms, the radio show is doing really well. One of the reasons it's, it's doing well is we're telling the stories of this place through the different perspectives of people here in coastal Mississippi. And my conversations with Julian Rankin are always popular because, as I've said before, I've done business in uh, five different states, and I've never met anybody quite like Julian Rankin and his ability to describe how art adds to a better, more fulfilled sense of community. He's just really good at articulating that. So he's a star in coastal Mississippi, and I'm thrilled to have conversations with him that we can that we can share with you. So, uh, Julian, what's the latest at the museum these days? Well, there's a lot going on. I'll say first, you're too kind. I don't deserve all that. You know, I, I, when I came to the coast almost five years ago, you know, I, I really was just fortunate to fall into this culture that you know, we, I was aware of, of course, but y'all have been living and, and working uh, to make it such a great place for a long time. And, you know, I think about all the, you know, the infrastructure, the municipalities that, you know, we have to interact with, City of Ocean Springs, Pascagoula, all these people who are leading this charge forward and to come and see the way the museum was, you know, it was almost like a, a sea monster right under, you know, the water. And actually Anderson talked about Horn Island as being like the back of Moby Dick, you know, the white whale. <laughs> and so there's that kind of uh, parallel there. But to see, it just we just needed to kind of emerge out of um, out of the sea there, to, so to speak. And when I got there, that just started to happen. And it really is, people are, are always eager for energy. Energy begets energy, you know, and that's the momentum that, that we see our, um, our museum being a part of. But in terms of going into spring, I mean, it's a period of rebirth. We've got new exhibitions. You know, one is by North Mississippi artist uh, Carlisle Wolf Lee, who does beautiful florals, of course, inspired by nature like Anderson was. And there's a, a wonderful exhibition of Leif Anderson, who's Anderson, Walter Anderson's youngest daughter, who's also an artist and a dancer. So we love having these Anderson family artists and the next generations um, come through. And so she will be uh, the subject of an exhibition as well. And both those open in early March. We have a big Earth Day program, free admission for people on Earth Day. Um, so a lot of cool stuff. We actually just did another wonderful program with National Geographic that I wanted to shout out because it gets to the themes of what we've been talking about. It was called Slingshot, and it was using uh, videography and filmmaking. Students were charged to make one-minute pitch videos, essentially, around some environmental issue, how they would solve you know, cleaning the oceans or the air. And for us on the, on the Gulf Coast, we see these issues all the time, the Bonnie Carey spillway, what have you. And so we were able to work with students all across Jackson County and beyond. Um, so they they were submitting really, really beautiful and um, thoughtful, uh, you know, pitch videos to this national competition. And it was just amazing to see that creativity take light. They, they came and worked with professional videographers. And that's what we see our role as. It's not just art on the walls, as I've said before. It's putting in this case, a phone or a video camera in someone's hand and showing them that you can use these tools to tell your story. So we're really excited about all of our educational work, but I often forget to tell people, just come to the museum. It's always changing and it's spring. It's, you know, like I said, a time of rebirth and that'll be happening here soon. Hey, is there a place we can see these pitch videos? So, you know, they're all um, National Geographic gets them directly. And I think there there's awards that go out. I think they will have a catalog of them. So I will just say, you know, uh, you can kind of search online for the slingshot program of National Geographic and they should be un unveiling soon how they're going to share those those videos. But but I'm really proud of our students, our high school students and, and uh, middle school students who did some really great work. One of them was after the Mardi Gras parade here in Ocean Springs. And we know in New Orleans how many 
billions of pounds of bees, you know, are thrown on the streets. And we love that. But there's also a story to be told there about what would a, a sustainable Mardi Gras look like. So one of our students chose that as a topic. So really having that local issue-based focus and then allowing students to have a conversation ostensibly with the rest of the world, with people their age. Um, and that's what the internet does. And that's what you know we can do to connect the larger geography. Hey, we're coming to the end of our time together. How's attendance doing just in terms of the number of people coming into the museum? It's been great. You know, we, we wrapped our fiscal year in December and, and attendance was up as it's been. And we want to continue to, to, to keep that momentum going. So I think we're, we're not looking back. You know, we're not asking too many questions. We're just kind of doing good work and, and allowing those collaborations to fuel, you know, the adventure. And one of the things that you have that we've mentioned before, but you've got a board of trustees that is incredibly supportive, don't you? Yeah, you mentioned Robert St. John. He's actually a new trustee of the museum. We got a couple more we voted in last night. So we have a, an amazing group of folks. And of course, these are folks who work in marine education and industries and banking and finance and nonprofit works and, and English shipbuilding, Chevron. We really have representation from the, the really um, important leadership sectors of the coast. And that's what we need because we're just you know, we're just arts people. We're just English majors. We, we need some expertise, uh, but we can connect the dots. We can make meaning. And, and that's where we see our role here in, in coastal Mississippi. And as I said, you do such a great job of describing it. Uh, <clears throat> let me check with Cal. Cal, we're getting close. About a minute left, you think? Okay, very good. That's what I thought. Uh, so uh, as we uh, enter into spring, why don't you tell people real quick what your hours are and let's give them some of those basics. Yep. So we're open seven days a week. We uh, we do have our hours uh, Monday through Saturday are 11 to 5 and then 1 to 5 on Sunday. So, yeah, come see us. You know, like I said, new exhibitions are coming up. There's a wonderful exhibition now, Return to Old Fields, so the, the Gaucher antebellum home that Anderson lived in. Always something new. Uh, we just appreciate everyone out there who values what the museum brings to the coast. And, and we're, we're, we're indebted to all of y'all. This has been my friend Julian Rankin. You understand why I enjoy spending time with Julian. He's he's absolutely terrific. Great leader in coastal Mississippi. Uh, Julian, thank you for spending some time with me. And I hope the, the things continue to, to do really well for the Walter Anderson Museum. Uh, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.